Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner. Hello and welcome to the AL Cleanup Crew, a D&D live play podcast. Tonight, the party continues on the adventures based on Out of the Abyss. Play almost every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So if you'd like to watch live, join us at twitch.tv slash rally security. What will happen this week to our brave adventurers? We will find out in this episode of Out of the Abyss. And we are unmuted. Killing okay. in the name is the song they're playing, and it's the clean version. Oh, <laughs> that's a pretty good one. <laughs> All right, excellent. So uh, the last... Oh, before we get started, I will just remind everyone that we are sponsored by the Safety Tools. So you can click the bell icon on the left side of Foundry if you want to raise any of the safety cards. So the last time we got together, all of you, uh, the party, were exploring Neverlight Grove, and you learned all about the Mykonid culture. Um, you witnessed how and learned about how uh, the Mykonids have morphed from this very stoic, uh, non-emotional, just kind of day-by-day, living their life, um, sleep, eat, and meld, basically, um, lifestyle, but they've they've been transitioning from that into a much more excited, fervent, um, celebratory mood. And as you've been exploring the different parts of Neverlight Grove, you've been noticing some odd behavior from different circle leaders. You've learned more about uh, the sovereign Philo, who was newer and came to the grove and brought some circles with them and uh, seemed to influence the area in some way. And so as you continue to um, head into this garden of welcome, you encountered a vicious creature ahead of you, Yesterbrod, a a frightening fungal larva looking creature that slithers on the ground and has this fungal opening for a mouth where it both talks and also releases spores. And uh, to recreate a little bit of the scene here before we hop right into combat, um, the last time you all stumbled into the Garden of Welcome, you ran into the protruding head of this drow coming from the ground. And the drow uh, expressed um, the... Oh, hang on a sec. Um, the, the drow expressed how um, horrifying uh, things were and they wished for someone to please destroy them. Um, you have heard all of these moans and cries from the area around you, hissing and uh, 
it seems to be coming from all of these creatures across the ground around you. And so as Yestabrod moves into this place, uh, it looks upon you and says, uh, Welcome, travelers. I am Yestabrod, the priest presiding over the vows. The aberrant Mykonid's voice gurgles and it spits as it speaks, both aloud and in your minds at once. Are you here for the wedding rehearsal? Friends of the bride or her intended? No matter, let the love of the great cedar embrace you as you become one with her chosen, the great body. And you watch as around you, monstrous creatures start rising from the earth. Uh, you see a, a green, slithering creature to the north and a bug-like creature off to the west. Uh, Myconid adults from the Circle of Masters start coming from uh, the fungi around you, um, out from the surrounding growth, and start appearing uh, around your party. And as this is happening... The drow, Sereth, in your party, the only party member other than Stool, who is familiar with Neverlight Grove, suddenly turns around and looks at you all. And he lets out this scream as an explosion of spores release from his form, and he transforms into a part humanoid, part myconid creature as two other drow looking spore creatures emerge from the earth. And it's at this point that Yestabrod and her servants attack. Let's roll initiative. I'm getting the error. There's no current combat in your scene. Uh, try one more time. I just uh, selected everyone for the combat. It's a little slow on the draw there. Is it working now? Oh, yeah, that rolled. Nice. Didn't roll well, but... (laughs) Okay. Let me go ahead and roll for... Baddies here. All right, so um, I don't think Fenner is here yet, so I'm just going to hide him, and we'll remove. Uh, we'll we'll skip over him for now. Uh, the Diptera and Eldritch Cannon can just go after me. Okay, perfect. I'll just uh, remove them from combat. Just yep. keep it simple. Oh, did it not get my? Uh, uh, it didn't get my roll. Oops. I don't see that. What What did you roll? I can update it. Uh, it's said oh, I see a, that, 14. Uh, yeah, 14. That's okay. All right, very good. All right, so the first thing you see is... Oh, I, I have to begin combat. That's what we see. Okay. So now the first thing you see is uh, this creature um, goes and going to attempt to uh, raise its tail up in the air and you see something 
come darting out of it. And let's see what sort of range I have. Uh, one moment. Okay. Uh, Vigorn, it is going to try to take an attack at you at disadvantage because it's at the edge of its range. Okay. And that one 17. Ah, oh, okay. Um, it can, it's going to try to make another attack at you. Okay. And I did, I did not roll that at disadvantage. Sorry about that. Let me roll that again, actually. Oh, but it misses anyway, so. Yeah. yeah. That's yep. worse. All right, and then I'll roll one more time. 14. Looks like yep. that misses, too. Very good. So the uh, bug is uh, doesn't make any success, and you watch as it looks around nervously, but it suddenly dives into the earth and completely disappears from view. Uh, other than what appears to be a great hole in the area that it was located. As you watch it dig and dirt uh, start spewing out of the ground. Right, and with that, we move to the myconids. So they're going to rush up and start wailing on some of you. Uh, the first thing it's going to do is... This one's going to scoot up next to Victoria. This one is going to do all my movement first. This one's also going to get closer. Uh, By the way, this drow up here, that is, uh, that creature should not be in combat. I'm going to remove that. That is just the, the drow female that was uh, trying to scream and talk at you when you first came into the area. So she's, you can see a head just kind of sitting there. She looks not in great shape. All right. Uh, This uh, Mykonid to the south of Victoria is going to uh, start wriggling around. And Victoria, I'm going to need you to make a constitution save. Uh, Is this against poison? Uh, it is not. Okay. Constitution save. Oh, 19. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, you wriggle off uh, any sort of effect that comes upon you, and uh, nothing happens. All right. The other one above you, though, is going to try to wallop you wallop you with uh, its large toadstool head <laughs> uh, for a natural one. I see we're continuing my attack rolls from last time. Mm-hmm. All right, the other two are <laughs> the other two are too far away to do anything, so we're going to skip down to Gopher. All right. Well, hmm, I suppose that I will have yeah, I'll have uh, myself move down here and use my rapier to stab. Okay. And the 11 will slide across the hard carapace of the myconid. If, if you're allowed to use the word carapace with myconid, probably not. Uh, Gopher, do you have a plus one rapier? I don't think so. Uh, you could have a plus one rapier because you're fifth level. Oh, okay. I will make sure to change that. Um, you can ask the Madam DM to just uh, look away as you switch to your magical weapon. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll have to... It's an AL rules. You get one plus one 
item or uh, uh, there it can also be i think like a bag of holding or something else but. okay okay um That's right. so is do is there a advantage for having my bat next to it or uh yeah if you want to uh distract it with your bat for sure yes okay 16 that hits excellent for six damage anything else for gopher Checking to make sure there's no sneak attack damage on that. Oh, uh, yes, you would, since Victoria's to the north. Okay. Uh, and that should be under features, I believe. That's correct. Oh, that's right. We got, yeah. Ooh. Nice. Good roll. 15 damage, and uh, that shroom goes up in a little poof of smoke. Oh, does it? More like fungal smoke, but it doesn't affect anyone. It just smells real bad. And that will be my turn. Okay. And at the end of your turn, Yestabrod looks over at the area where the corpse suddenly fell. And it is going to... uh, as Victoria and Gopher surround this corpse, uh, you watch as right before you, it explodes. And I need Victoria, Gopher, and let me see, uh, and Vigorn, and Roger to all make a dexterity well, saving throw. About the Eldritch Cannon. Oh, um, oh, the Eldritch Cannon. Oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I guess if um, any other creatures can be affected, then they would be in range. It's a 10-foot range. Okay. So that would also affect two of these creatures here. Oh, dear. <laughs> that's not good. Uh, Diptera, I think, has to make it as well. So Eldritch Cannon. Uh, oh. Eldritch I... Cannon. Where's the Eldritch Cannon? Eldritch Cannon. Eldritch Cannon. Those are good rolls, man. Trying to find the uh, dex save on the Eldritch Cannon. Um, I I don't see saves. I just see attack bonuses, which are all just yeah. zero. So, okay. so I, I mean, Eldritch Cannon is fine. But yeah. I think uh, uh, the Humungulus Servant does need to uh, do a dex save, which okay. he will do. Oh, dex saving throw plus four. So, all of you that. Which is really just uh, Vigorn, mm-hmm. um, is going to take two d six acid damage. Oof. Seven points of acid damage to Vigorn. Okay. And uh, yeah, everybody rolled in really, really, really well. <laughs> is it right. half on a success or? Um, on a success, it is. Uh, no, there, it's nothing on a success. Oh. Just clear. Yeah, you, you all dodge out of the way impressively. There it is. Close. All right. Uh, next we go to the spore servants, these humanoid-looking creatures that emerge from the earth. They're going to zombie-like uh, move closer to you all. Uh, this drow is going to move in between. Actually, it's not going to move there. It's just going to stay here. And it's going to um, take a swing at Gopher. 13 to hit. Probably I got not. 15. 
All right, this one's going to move closer. Oh, I just clicked on another scene by accident. Uh, this one, uh, who is Sereth, um, <laughs> is the one that swung at you. All right, and then this one's going to move a bit closer. All right, and that's it for them. Next up is this Grick Alpha. Uh, it slithers over towards Roger and is going to Whoa. try to hit you with its tail. Ah! Ooh. <laughs> and it hits you for 12 bludgeoning damage as it slams across your head. Ow! Quit it! The uh, creature's going to kind of slither around you um, and then it whips out from its side uh, or from its face, really, uh, a tentacle 10 feet away towards Victoria for 11 to hit. No. Which looks like a no. All right. Um, it is going to stay put here, and it is Vigorn's turn. Oh, b- by the way, <laughs> I just looked it up. Uh, if if uh, Eldritch Cannon is supposed to roll a saving throw, it uh, basically its ability scores are 10, so I roll a d20, and I find out what, uh, what happens then. Oh, okay. Nice. So it may be damaged. So let's see here. Mm. Oh, that's a yeah. fail too. Yes. So you take uh it was two D six acid damage, seven it was. Mm-hmm. All right, eighteen. All right. All right. Okay, Vigorn is uh, uh let's see. I will save us, he says, and he uh steps up here. And that should put him within 60. And he is going to uh, toss his... uh, He is going to toss his... uh, Let's see. Could I do... So the shooting stars... Could I do three motes all around uh, the big bad evil guy? Uh, um, Shooting stars, sorry. Three shooting stars all around the big bad evil guy. So he has to make three... A deck, a DC 15 deck saving throws. Okay. I think I can. doesn't say. Okay. Uh, that's a pass. A fail. Uh, and it is going to resist that one. Okay. And a fail on... Uh, no, uh, no, he matched it. Yep. So, uh, so I roll... Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh, I roll 15 D4, but then it's half of whatever 15 D4 is. All right, so let me pull up my D4s here. Roll. <laughs> oh, wow. So half of that is... Uh, my beautiful array. Nice. 19. <laughs> 19 fire damage. And a, a poof of flame and smoke rither around the, the sides of Yesterbrod's flank. Uh, flank. But uh, very good. All right, I'll mark off my three charges that I just used. And uh, let's see, for my bonus action. Um, uh, all right, so this thing is um, this thing is going to move forward. Uh, and uh, he'll move, uh, move right there, I guess. He'll move right here, and he will do his... Uh, his um, Life saving, um, uh, he will, uh, do the protector for everyone. Everyone gets, uh, 10 
temporary HP. Nice. And uh, end of turn. Okay. Uh, real quick, I'm just going to move you out of the way tempor- temporarily. Um, oh, there he is. So. How many temp you said? Ten. Ten temporary HP. I think, uh, uh, let me just make sure, uh, it is, I, I, I kind of try to put it in the middle of everyone. It is, um, everyone within 15 feet of this thing. So I think that pretty much covers everyone. Nice. All right. All right. Yeah. End of turn. Oh, and I saw that you joined the chat. Are you, um... Oh, you're not in the actual game yet, though. Right now, if I'm not too late. Mm-hmm. No, no, not at all. Uh, w- when you get in, just go ahead and roll initiative. Will do. Cool. Uh, all right, Victoria, go ahead. All right, I'm. Uh, I'm gonna try to stab this thing. Your former friend. How cruel. So that was a 20 to hit. Oh, I'm sorry. I totally missed that. Uh, That definitely hits, yes, for nine damage. And then three sad sneak attack. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it still pokes it. Oh, you got something else? Once per turn, you can reroll the piercing. Oh, that's not. Never mind. Okay, go ahead. Ah, oh, darn. All right. Uh, but despite uh, the low roll, it's, it does still seem to have done a good amount of damage, and Zombie Cirrus just looks sort of incredulous at you, um, at, at your poke. All right, Roger. Roger, who just got smacked across the head by the tail of this thing, goes, Ah, nope. <laughs> and he hops away. Nice. Down here by his friends. Save me! <laughs> and he's going to turn around and reach into his uh, uh, tunic top or his overalls and pull out this giant cartoon gun that you know has a whole face on the side of it and says, get them for me! And he's going to Twenty-six. Not your turn. 
Oh no! Oof. <laughs> the bat. <clears throat> and Victoria automatically fails. Has advantage. Oh, can I use uh, DM Inspiration? I think I have it. I have it checked. All right. Fingers crossed. Hey! All right. So Victoria will shake it off. And then it looks like this creature is alive. All right. Victoria will jump up in the air, ready to stab this creature and pause as it's the end of her turn. Oh, okay. Well, then she will start running towards this creature and then pause midair. There it is. <laughs> oh, that's what they're they're useful for that. <laughs> uh, no, that's not gonna work. Ah, ah, too many things are too close to me. Um, <laughs> it's just a giant mosh pit. Yes. Yep. Yep. Giant mosh pit. All right. Uh, how can I do this? How can I do this without hurting anybody else? Uh, let's see, that's a 10 foot sphere. Okay, uh, 10 foot, uh, um, do you have a template for like a 10 foot radius? Sure. I don't, I'm trying to think if... I can even do this. I don't think I can because I think uh, Fenner is standing right in my way. Uh, all right. Well, ten foot radius. If uh, uh, could you move? All right. Uh, he moves. Basically, try to get that guy alone. (coughs) If you move it one square to your left, yeah, one square to the left, and I'm gonna do shatter on him. Basically. All right. So uh, he has to make a. a con save of 15. Take 18 damage. Five. That fails, and it takes your 18 damage. Nice. All right. Uh, all right. And, what, what happens with that spell with Shatter? Oh, uh, uh, you all hear a sudden loud ringing noise. Painfully intense. Erupts to the point of your choice within range. So uh, you all hear a boom and... Uh, I don't know if the creature gets startled by that, but uh, it's very loud. Okay. Uh, and uh, my Eldritch Cannon will uh, roll its... Uh, anyone needs some temporary hit points? And they're within 10 feet of it. It's not 15, but I checked last time. So if you're within 15, you're within 10. Oh, Fenner, sorry. You're out of the 10. Uh, but uh, I think everyone else is. You get uh, seven temporary HP if you're down. Oh, you know what? Um, Diptera was supposed to take... Uh, uh, I think Diptera's dead. Because it was going to be taking the six damage uh, constantly, right? Oh, right. Yes. <laughs> it, it should be down at this point. Yeah. I think Diptera's dead. I think the Eldritch Cannon is still up. I think it's just been eating into its uh, temporary HP. But Diptera would have uh, eventually bitten the dust. So, all right. So, if anyone needs seven temporary HP except Fenner, you can grab it. And right. end of turn. Okay. Still had the eleven from last time, so I couldn't have used it anyway. Yep. 
All right. All right. Um, I actually, I think I misread um, one of the abilities for Yesterod. So actually, before Victoria goes, the corpse right next to you is going to explode. Uh. And anyone within 10 feet. So that will be Roger, Victoria, Eldritch Cannon. All of you need to make a dex save. It has not made its dex saves ever. Oh, all all succeed. Very nice. No effect. You all dodge out of the way of the exploding corpse. That's just rude. (laughs) And Victoria's turn now. Oh, sorry, Roger. Right? Was I um, interrupting you? No, no. I thought it was my turn because I got an alert popping up, but it was just telling me I was next. Sorry. Okay. Gotcha. No. Oh, good. All right. That twenty-three. I don't hear Victoria. So. Yep. I I was not talking. Just clicking buttons. Okay. Just gonna uh, (laughs) stab uh, that creature. Uh, Oh yes, the bug. Okay. Yes, that certainly hits for ten and ten damage. Twenty damage. Or actually, I don't know that I get the sneak attack because I don't know that the Elder Canyon counts as a ally, does it? Uh, well, it's. I mean, it has to make deck saves. It has to. I believe it does. I believe the Elder Canyon. I mean, it, it, it has a ten. It, it has you know attributes. It's ten, ten, ten all the way down. It has to make saves. It has to make deck saves or saves. So is it it a, can make skilled. Is it a what? creature? Uh, is it a creature? Like, it's a construct, it, isn't it? It's a construct. It's a construct. Does it get reactions? Uh, uh, it. I don't think it gets reactions, but mm. it gets actions. I mean, well, it 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 does stuff on a with a bonus action. Uh, let's see. Let, let's see what else I can do. Uh, tell you about it. Um, small other cannon. Once you create a cannon, you can blah, 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 cannon. Some, Okay, the cannon is a magical object. Okay, well, that kind of answers that question then. Sure. It's probably, it does not give you a sneak attack then if it's a magical object. Uh, you can make ability checks and saving throws. Eh, uh, mixed, mixed opinions out there as to whether yeah. familiars and stuff like this counts as an ally. What do you, what do you want to do? Most of them seems to say that it's a magical object and therefore not valid targets for sneak attack. I, I mean, I'm reading something here. Is a construct a creature type? Because it just says uh, an enemy has to be within five feet. I'm I'm cool with if we're you know kind of on the fence with with allowing it. If we want to say that the imposing eldritch cannon is, is distracting or crucifying. <laughs> okay. I mean, the bug has to worry about the cannon rolling over all of its like twelve feet. <laughs> 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 All those toes, man. You got to keep them out of the way. Oh, um, and I clicked in a turn, but I'll, I keep forgetting to bonus action um, help. I'll throw a ball bearing. Uh, who's next? Gopher. Um, gopher. Who's Gopher been attacking? Probably this thing. Yeah. I'm getting ready to. Okay. I'll throw a ball bearing at that creature so that Gopher has advantage. Okay. And before you go, Roger, Yesterbrod is going to draw the essence forth from this drow spore servant next to it. And it's going to try and absorb 1d8 plus 2 HP, and it gets back 10 hit points, and it's your turn. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. 
All right. Uh, I am going to start out with a uh, bonus action healing word, which I am going to twin. So, Benner oh, nice. uh, and Vigorn, you each get 8 HP back. Uh, I don't need 8 HP, so is there someone else you can do it for? <laughs> I don't know that I can target myself, so... Uh, oh. uh, thank you, guys. Thank you. Uh, a creature of your choice that you can yeah. see within range. I believe it's you. Yep, you can target yourself. Oh, okay, I'll take it then. Then Fenner and myself will take that. Great. And... Oh, that did not work out well. Alright, and then... Um, I am going to ray of frost the bug and the sporling thing. The, All right. And starting with the bug. Um, oh no, that will mess. Okay. Oh, that's disappointing. But then at the um, big bad boss dude. Uh, wow. The will also miss. All oh, right. Thirteen actually, but that also misses. Yep. That'll be my turn. That was that was a waste. All right, well, you got, you, you got some heals in there. All right, uh, next up is Yesterbrod once again. And Yesterbrod is going to turn to Fenner and make a slam attack against you. And before you do, Fenner is going to use his reaction and um, do my warding flare, which means you'll be hitting with uh, disadvantage. Oh, okay. Um, where is that in here? Uh, would it be under spells? Uh, probably under features. Warding flare, yep, near the top second row towards the right if you're using the little hot bar. Uh, I am using the, I don't see feature. Oh, there it is, features. Uh, right, so dawn, turn dead. Where did that one? Oh, there you go, warding flare. Yeah. So, uh, so Yesterbrod rolled a, a and then jumps out uh, and and distracts him to roll with advantage. Nice. Some radiant blinding energy. And so Yesterbrod dist- distracted doesn't seem to be able to hit you. Awesome. And Yesterbrod, uh, go ahead. GM, uh, I just remembered that. This isn't calculating my uh, Bloodwell violin. I don't know if a 14 would hit uh, Yes Abroad. Uh, it unfortunately would not. All right. Never mind. Good call, though. Um, yes Abroad. What else are you going to do? Um, yes Abroad's going to hold put for, uh, for now. Very good. Next up, the Kruthik is going to uh, scooch over into this space. Get rid of this corpse. Um, and is going to attack you again, Roger. No! And it's going to try to stab you with a 10 and a 9. Awful. Dodge, dodge! And yes, oh. he actually says that as he dodges. <laughs> All right. Um, Yesterbrod is going to um, once again explode this corpse. Uh, here near Roger, Victoria, and Vigorn, and Gopher. All of you can make some deck saves. Roger's good. Oh, jeez. Ah. All right, so uh, Vigorn and Gopher, you take six points of acid damage. 
And I forgot Wait, to... Wait, you weren't at disadvantage? Um, no, no, just taking the first number, five. Um, yes, Victoria, deck save. Uh, do any of my... Does Eldritch Cannon need to do a deck save as well? Oh, uh, I believe it does, yeah. All right. And I forgot it's supposed to be this damage at the start of each of Yestabrod's turns. So mm. it would be not until the start of their 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 next turn. So don't take your six damage now. Um, okay. Hold on to that thought. <laughs> I'm just going to take it now because I'm going to forget it. That, that's fine. <laughs> All right, Fenner, it is. Oh, did I skip you, Gopher? I did. Yes, that was a skip. Yes, go for your turn. I will thrust towards there. Oh, got distracted. And 23 sure hits. And then because of the ball bearing, I get my sneak attack, right? Uh, You get advantage. Advantage, okay. So you can both re-roll for uh, crit fishing. Yeah, I'm thinking I should crit fit. Crit, crit fish. (laughs) Yeah, that thing. But it does hit. And that is five piercing damage. And going off of Eldritch Cannon sneak attack rolls, you can get sneak attack as well. Oh, okay. Ooh, 12 points. Oh, man. Uh, The Grick's tentacles wriggle and just start hanging limply as it looks like it is uh, barely hanging on there. Alright, and that's my turn. Okay. And Yesterod is... Let me delete some of these corpses that were... should be gone. Um, Yesterod is one more time going to pull some of the essence from the corpse above it. Mm-hmm. And get a little extra health. And I always forget this doesn't roll for me. Another eight points. And it's your turn, Fenner. All right. Um, if that thing beside Gopher is barely hanging on, Fenner is going to cast... Uh, I think this will work. Um, is gonna cast Burning Hands. Uh, bells. Here we go. Uh, so he's gonna pull up. Oh, I need to target somebody. No, I need to actually show the target. Um, there we go. All right. So uh, he pulls. He his thumbs come together, arms displayed, and he says, "Bug, it's time for a little fire." And uh, a thin stream of fire jumps out of his fingertips, right at the creature, and it is a deck safe. Which if they miss is three d six damage, so eight damage. 
Eight damage. Very good. That's uh, ten damage. Oh yes, ten damage. It was it was eight. Oh, I'm sorry, ten. Oh, we're getting down to deck. Uh, uh, Vesterod did not need to make a deck save, did he? Oh, I, I thought uh, you oh, were. With the cone. You're right. He did. He did. He. It was sorry. It's in a cone, so it would have hit both of them. Uh, were you trying so, to hit the the Grick? Yeah, that, I was aiming it towards the Grick, but it's a cone, so it would have hit uh, Vestabrod as well. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if. I, yeah, I think you would hit the party if you tried to go that way. And actually, at 15 feet from you, it wouldn't it wouldn't reach. So it would just have to be Yesterod. Gotcha. Okay. Sorry. Yeah, all good. Um, so if you're cool with just hitting Yesterod, then then that works. I, I'm good with hitting. That's right. At least get rid of the HP he just sucked out of. Um, uh, and do I get Gathered Swarm on, or is it just on melee uh, melee attacks? Um, oh no, after I hit a creature with an attack. So I do get to, oh, it's doing the 15 feet. I did not mean to, there we go. Um, so I do get under features. Gathered form attack. Oh, well, it was, <laughs> it was worth, it was worth a shot. <laughs> One additional damage. Uh, end of turn. All right, great. It is the Grick Alpha's turn, and it shall uh, swarm its way around the group and oh, try boy. to. <laughs> Slap Vigor in this time with no success on Gopher with its tail. Oops, I ignored the second one. There we go. 16 to hit. 16 will miss. No, not with your massive armor. But what about. Oh, nope, that won't no. hit either. Beautiful. And that's it for the Grick. And Vigor, it's your turn. Oh, that wasn't nice. I'm going to uh, do something about this. You're too close to me. <laughs> I'm feeling uncomfortable. And people should know I don't like being touched like that. And uh, I'm going to cast a, <clears throat> a thunder wave at, uh, at uh, second level. Oh, jeez. How many days? Oh, didn't mean to. Okay, take the, fir- uh, take the first one, not the second one. Oh, All right, gotcha. so... Uh, ignore that one. So they all need to, these two guys need to make, uh, con saves. DC 15. Oh, darn it. They Uh, passed. So they take 11 points of thunder damage. 11 points. That's enough to do it for the Grick. It is down. (laughs) And yes, the broad is hurting. (laughs) Can I can I grab the bo- <laughs> Is this a free item <laughs> interaction that I can grab the bones and toss them somewhere so that he, he can't grab it? <laughs> Let me think about that. I mean, I'm trying to think about how how <laughs> easy could go for could go for grab it and drag it away on his on on his turn. I don't know. Um, Victoria. Yeah, I would say it would be too hard to um, pick it up and throw it. But if you want to drag it at like half movement, you could do that. I'm so small. <laughs> All right. Uh, and then my Eldritch Cannon will go off. And 
everybody gets who's within 10 feet of the Eldritch Cannon gets 10 uh, uh, points, and it's in my turn. So 10 temporary HP for anyone who needs it. All right, I accidentally deleted the, the corpse, but it's still here. Victoria's turn. All right, stabbing this thing. We're trying. 26. Yeah. Ooh. No, 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 no. Eight. I'm you going do have the sneak to... attack with Roger there. Hold on. I'm going to use the uh, piercer feet nice. to re-roll the one. Oh, that's... Yay! So now it becomes a uh, 4 plus 7. 11. Nice. All right. 11 points of damage. And then seven more sneak attack for a total of 18. Great. And okay. Then bonus action. Uh, Roger, are you doing attack roll stuff? Uh, yes. Okay. Then I will bonus action throw ball bearing for Roger to get advantage uh, with the help okay. action. Excellent. And Roger, All it right. is your turn. I'm going to start by rabbit hopping away again. I don't like mm -hmm. this bug thing. So I'm just going to come down here and then, all right, how do I roll with advantage? Uh, hold shift when you click. All right. And Victoria, you gave it against the bug thing. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to twin guiding bolt again. All right. 23. Uh, yes. Against the bug. Oh, nice. Ooh. Awesome. So it's 19 times two, right? No, that's. Or, or I guess you would roll. I rolled advantage. It's, oh, you no, rolled I, advantage. I'm sorry. Got it. Got it. Yeah. And then the other so target. I did damage the... against that. And then the, against, yeah, yes, abroad. Because I have to choose a separate target. Got it. Oh, yeah. All right. The the bug is down. Hey. That's oh. actually a 15. A 15 does hit. Just hits. Oh, damn! Amazing! It is down. You, uh, how, how do you want to describe how uh, you destroy Yestabrod? Uh He pulls that cartoon pistol out of his uh, chest pocket again and lines up on the bug, and he's concentrating on it. He pulls the trigger, mm -hmm. and the recoil just sort of whips his arm around, and the second shot goes off behind his back. And he's like, "Whoops! <laughs> oh, yes, I meant to do that." <laughs> awesome uh, that was great alright <laughs> you guys have destroyed the swarm of creatures here in the garden of welcome well done alright ending combat okay so um, I am going to run to the restroom real quick uh, if we can just regroup in like one minute then we'll finish up the rest of the chapter you just want to say 10.05 that's fine yeah 10.05 all right, we'll do five. Thanks. Options, so I decided to toss it in here. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It made it uh, a little bit more challenging, so that was good. Yeah, nice. Yeah, honestly, I think that fight would have probably been way too easy without that Grick behind us. Kind of like everybody was side-eyeing that thing. Yeah. <laughs> I know it chased me around the battlefield. <laughs> Are we all uh, all back? I uh, do. We have Fenner back. We yep. Yep. Cool. I'm here. All right. Yeah, I think we're all back. All right. So you you are surrounded by just a bunch of um, you know 
fungi crusted animals that have now sunken back into the earth. Um, Did the drow drop anything interesting? That is a great question. Yes. Uh, the drow who was talking to you, um, you see that not on their person or her person, uh, because she was just ahead, but nearby, you notice that there's a pile of armor. And in that pile, you find a few different items. I'm going to paste it into the chat. Uh, a plus two studded leather armor, plus two short sword, Ooh. a bag of holding, uh, <laughs> which also contains two spell scrolls, remove curse and spider climb, 40 days of rations, and 302 silver or 32 gold. All right. Uh, Gopher's probably looking at that uh, plus two short sword. We're, I mean, we all get it, but... Oh, I'm looking at that armor. That's... Okay, yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right, great. Um, and that is all that you see amongst the corpses here. But you do hear some sound and movement that appears to be coming several hundred feet away from this cavern up to the northeast. And it's hard to make out exactly what they're saying at this point. Um, but if interested, you can go and take a look. Or not. Of course I'm going to go look. <laughs> uh, do you all... Are, are you all interested in, you know, stealthing up to the cave, or are you just walking out in the open? Oh, I always go creepy, creepy mode. Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. Roger's just wandering stealth. and ambling until somebody tells him to stealth. All right. Do you all um, go together, stealthing closer? You want me to stand on your behind? <laughs> all right, yeah, go ahead and roll some stealth checks since since we are all being stealthy here. And, and Roger, it, it sounded like Gopher was suggesting you be stealthy, but I'm, I'm not totally sure. <laughs> Uh, it was stealth on his behind, I think. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's it's. The, it, I communicated accurately. <laughs> <laughs> You'll hear. You uh, Vigorn is behind you all. Squeak, squeak, clink, clink, squeak, clink, clink, squeak. Oh, sorry. <laughs> oh my! You gotta be. Cool. <laughs> oh, are we on? Are we on rocky terrain? Uh it is actually. Nice, it's unworked rocky terrain, and I have uh, the the feet for it. Oh, nice. Let me try again. That worked out. Oh, yeah, that's better. Mm-hmm. Much better. Okay, nice. Well, overall, you all are being quite stealthy um, as you move a bit further closer to, and I said north, but I didn't mean north. On this picture, it looks north, but really you're heading a little bit more west. Um, and from the misty cavern that you see beyond here um there is this cacophony of i think i'm getting a little feedback by the way from maybe uh gopher it's hard to tell gopher or fire um but uh so there's a cacophony of these wheezing voices that are just uh, overlapping one another and wrapping together like some sort of strange discordant music and the the remaining heads that are planted here in this garden of welcome that you now are starting to notice uh, that you didn't see before begin to croak and groan and start mimicking this horrible song that you hear. 
And as you get closer uh, to the cavern, you see that there is a parade of creatures that are responsible for this melody. And you will duck out of the way and, and keep yourselves hidden. And they begin to walk by you and you see that their bodies are just only vaguely humanoid. They have this luminescent lichen and these huge growths uh, like tumors that are growing from uh, forming these chaotic patterns on their flesh. And their voices are, are protruding your minds, both insane and gleeful in equal parts. And you see this procession of these 12 bridesmaids and six chamberlains come uh, to the garden where you all originally battled. And, and we're, we're going to say that you guys, um, you're not just standing here. You're, you're hidden off to the side. Um, and they begin to chant this, uh, this song. From rocky bed, the toadstool rose. From chaos dark, her love she shows. Wish, yearn, laugh, the lady will be wed. Crave, hunger, dance, her joyous spores will spread. Youth is gone, beauty rots, Aramikos and Zuckmoy. Join together, heart to heart, becoming one till death do part. And they continue this procession and you watch as the Chamberlain's actually take a hold of um, Yestabrod's body and begin to mimic it in this uh, in this strange puppet-like fashion as they conduct this ritual. And uh, you notice that it appears to enact a mock wedding. Um, the There's a chamberlain and a bridesmaid that are standing in for Aramikos and Zuckmoy, uh, uh, enacting a rehearsal um, amongst the crowd. And at this point, you all suddenly experience this flash and a vision. Um, the tableau of this mock wedding is suddenly replaced by a vision inside of a great tower. And I'm going to take you to another scene just so you can see this vision here. Spiraling stairs and balconies are carved into its walls, and the interiors lit by this phosphorescent, uh, by these phosphorescent patches of mold growing in whirls. And here in the center of the open space floats a humanoid figure. She's womanlike in form, but made entirely of fungi and mold. Uh, she's easily three times the height of these fungal bridesmaids that move up and down these spiraling stairs tending to this giant mistress and you hear them singing this strange soothing song as they begin to weave this delicate lichen veil and a long train coming off of this bridal ground from the creature as soon as you all experience that vision, the ceremony ends, and you watch as the bridesmaids and the chamberlains uh, go ahead and continue and file their way back further west, past the cave and towards the giant looming tower, not so far now, in the distance. Um, I need all of you to make a wisdom saving throw. Is this a spell? 
This is not a spell. All of you are um, overcome by this sudden vision that you experienced and, and the horror that it's causing you. Oh, is it no. magic? Um, it, it, no, it is not magic. Okay. All right. Um, only Roger, you suddenly retreat into your mind and you become paralyzed as you are inflicted with this short-term madness for six minutes. And Roger is just unable to move for the next six minutes as you all stare at him, um, wondering what is going on. <sighs> so beautiful. So horrible. <laughs> so, so, so beautiful. Uh, no. Uh, okay, Roger. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, so Victoria will pick up Roger and then like put most of his body in the bag of holding and then just <laughs> hold onto his neck. <laughs> <laughs> so you're holding onto his ears yes. and holding his head out of the bag. Yes. <laughs> if that's okay, can I do that? <laughs> Certainly. Okay. <laughs> this is the greatest day in D and D. All right, excellent. So you you now are toting uh, Roger around while while he's overcome by uh, one point of madness uh, that you can keep track of, Roger, that you've incurred. All right. So you watch as this procession heads towards this giant looming tower. What would all of you like to do? I think we should investigate. We'll follow them, see what's going on. I agree. I think we should investigate. That's all it. right. Very good. So then uh, you all head out of the Garden of Welcome and find yourselves in this great uh, large area before you. And... I'm going to show a picture for you all. To set the scene a little. You are in this massive cavern. And you see the tower ahead of you, filling it. Uh, almost nearly filling it from floor to ceiling. And it's so high up, it's, it's difficult to judge the height of this towering mushroom tower at this distance. But you can see that there are thousands of these smaller fungi that cling to the main stalk that rises up. And the cavern floor surrounding the stalk is covered by this carpet of fungi. There's an eerie luminescence that pours through these uh, small slitted windows that are carved into the, the trunk of the tower. And you're hearing the same cacophony of that atonal music that you heard earlier echoing from within this structure. And all around you is a stench of rot and decay overwhelming your senses, seemingly threatening to penetrate your flesh almost and pervade your soul. And um, you are up on this cliff and... Um, are heading down deeper into the cavern towards this mushroom tower as you see the procession um, ahead of you getting closer and closer as it uh, begins as the as the procession starts to enter the tower up ahead of you 
So you all um, proceed forward here, and you notice that you're surrounded by um, all kinds of strange, uh, both uh, pockets that are um, like, um, what's the word I'm trying to think of? They're like uh, indents in the ground. And you also see these lumps that are rising above the ground. And let's see, I would say uh, Fenner and Victoria in particular, as you all are walking, walking around, you notice that there's movement inside a lump. And as you're walking by them, you see more and more of these movements and these writhing creatures as you pass through this area. Um, is there anything in particular, uh, particular you all want to do as you're uh, moving forward? I am in absolute awe and I will be as sneaky as possible because I am scared. Uh, could um, Vigorn try to get closer to the lump? Uh, lump? Sure, yeah. You want to check one out? Yeah, yes. His scientific mind is... His curiosity is piqued. Okay, yeah. Do you want uh, You can make a perception or investigation check if you want to try to find out more. Investigation. Ooh, Okay. Uh, with a 26, you take a closer look at this bubble coming from the ground, and you notice that there appears to be this viscous fluid inside of it. And um, as you approach it, you notice that the the lump starts shaking, and it suddenly explodes, and you watch as this fluid, uh, this dark fluid uh, flings out from the lump and you suddenly hear this scream of agony and terror and within the lump is uh, a drow scout and you notice that he is wearing armor that looks very reminiscent of where you all were imprisoned in chapter one and this appears to be one of the scouts that has been following you but has made its way to Neverlight Grove, uh, perhaps a little ahead of you. Uh, and you notice more and more creatures in these uh, pustules all around you. And the drow starts screaming louder and louder, higher, higher in pitch, when suddenly he looks at you, Vigorn, directly into your eyes. And suddenly goes limp and falls back into the floor. And Vigorn, I need you to make a wisdom saving throw. All right. And anyone else that uh, would have been paying attention to what Vigorn was looking at, you, you can decide if your character would have been doing that. That's <laughs> <laughs> it, not magic either, is it? Uh, nope, this is just pure horrific uh, terror. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. We're just missing. We're we missing. Uh, Roger didn't roll Roger. because he wasn't oh, looking okay. at that. He was in his own little private hell being held by his ears halfway into <laughs> a uh, bag of holding. That definitely <laughs> makes sense. Mm -hmm. uh, all of you uh, are going to get some, some madness. So, Vigorn. You start babbling, and for three minutes you can't speak normally or cast any spells. Wow! 
Gopher understands me. That's right now you're talking about. And uh, Victoria, you notice you you start experiencing vivid hallucinations, and any advantage checks you have going forward or ability checks have disadvantage. Uh, What is um, Victoria seeing right now through her hallucinations? Um, probably just like more of these things opening. But instead of just like uh, whatever happened with this, they they like explode open, and then whatever's inside just starts like crawling on the ground towards her. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> Excellent. All right, and Gopher, you become frightened, and uh, you are in, uh, compelled to flee from the source of your fear. So the this pustule that has exploded for the next minute. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> and Fenner, uh, you also start babbling and are incapable of speech or spellcasting for the next two minutes. <laughs> Does anybody notice a difference? <laughs> uh, yeah, I would say so. <laughs> Oh, you mean from <laughs> Gopher? <laughs> All right, so um, there's quite a display of... Um, some mild insanity that's happening here, but after a few minutes, you all uh, gather yourselves and um, manage to shake it off uh, in order to push forward. Um, all of you that failed the roll just there also get a point of madness to keep track of. So we all have. Uh, everyone's is, got one point now. Yes. Is there a place to track that? Uh, you know. If you double click on your character sheet, I don't know why I can't open anyone's character sheet right now. Probably have it in another window. Um, you should be able to customize the resources that appear there ah, and then okay. add it. There you go. How do you customize resources? Uh, you just, I think it's here. a text input field. So where it says resource one, you just click into that field and then start typing. I don't see resource first one anywhere you might have actual abilities that are listed there so they're like little boxes off to those kind of center right of your character sheet right yeah above i have six. sorcery points rabbit hop favored by the gods oh so you're actually using them <laughs> yeah uh yeah i have a mod that actually should let you add more but i i'm i think i disabled it yeah so uh, i think we can probably all track one point together uh for now does roger have two uh, no, I didn't no. look at that thing. I didn't you look. Okay, there you go. Never put me down. Yeah, you're good. As we all come to, Roger is his head is still like halfway into your uh, your bag of holding. He looks up. He says, "Um, I think you can put me down now." Uh, okay. Well, do you mean put you down like in the bag or put you down out of the bag? Well, or do you just I, mean put the bag down? I don't know how long I can hold my breath, so I would probably say me on the ground. Oh, but, okay. I mean, if you have any carrots in here, I'm, I might go for a swim. I, I, mean, I mean, there might be carrots in there. We just found it off of the uh, body of that drow, so, I mean, maybe. Oh, that explains the whiff rank of mushroom. And, yeah. And he's, he yeah. stops halfway through saying that and, like, looks around for any of the, uh, the people around here, like, uh... 
why don't you just pull me out? Okay, all right. We'll we'll pick up Roger by the ears, and as she's setting him down, Victoria will say, uh, um, so a lot just happened, I think, um, but did I hear you and Vigorn and Gopher all speaking the same, with the same accent? Uh, definitely not me. I was... Huh. I was somewhere else. I mean, there was there was a lot going on. But North- it seemed Vic- like the three of them. Yes. Victoria's just like staring off in the distance, and then shakes her shakes it off real quick. <laughs> All right. So recovered, you push forward and now find yourselves uh, before this great mushroom um, palace of Igmorgus, it is called. Uh, Y-G-G-M-O-R-G-U-S as in the scene name. Uh, And as these horrors are occurring all around you, you could swear that the giant mushroom tower in front of you is almost wriggling in delight as it sees you experience all of these unspeakable events. You come upon this great tower that you realize you saw in your vision. Actually, I'm going to move you just a bit. Over here. Oh, hang on a sec. Just want to get all of you together here. Okay. Alright, so you come upon the giant fungal tower and before you, we'll just imagine you're a little bit further away as you see this scene, you notice that there are a number of creatures in front of the tower. And they're all different humanoids, um, <clears throat> in addition to various fungi-looking creatures. Um, but similar to those drow servants that you saw when you were attacking earlier. But none of these creatures seem to pay you any mind. In fact, they are all... Um, happy and dancing and singing and you can see them celebrating as they dance together in front of this tower Um, you can hear voices that are chatting and uh, from the group about how excited they are to bring so many new guests to attend the party and uh, they are dancing frantically as if uh They are just totally enraptured by the dance, and you even see some uh, just uh, interrupt the dance by vomiting slime or um, brushing off fungal growths from their body and laughing madly as they leap and dance. Uh, What do you all do as you approach this tower? Uh, At this point, I'm fine turning around and moving on. Roger is running calculations like Zach Galifianakis uh, to see how many of these things in the tower he can hit with a fireball. (laughs) And everyone has to be trying their hardest to prevent me from running off into the distance. (laughs) So uh, I guess one hand on uh, Gopher's shoulder, uh, just keep an eye on everyone else. Victoria will just quietly say, um... Okay, so it looks like we have a couple of options here. Um, we could go join in, um, or, or, or and we, fire. We could fire, or or there's fire, fire, or we could just leave. I vote for leaving. 
this is too creepy. You hear a creature from the, the dancing crew. Oh, come join us. It's the great celebration. <laughs> is it the, like one of those creatures that looks kind of like a bird kind of thing? <laughs> it is, in fact, a hook horror that you encountered uh, on your travels over to Neverlight Grove that um, most of you now have little baby hook horror eggs in mm. your possession. Uh, but it it is uh, paying you not much mind and, and dancing along with the other creatures. <clears throat> Personally, I'd vote for just leaving. That's two votes for just leaving. But uh, I, I don't want to yuck anyone's yum. So if this is your yum, you know. My, my Eldritch Cannon votes too. It has personhood. Uh, <laughs> that's three votes. I don't think anything good can come from this. So I, I vote the uh, the fire option. I just, you know, it, it looks like they're having such a good time. I don't want to be a party pooper, you know. They're they're doing their they're they're doing their thing. So we should, you know, just Yes, I hold to libertarian values. Let's not mess up with the, you know, let's let them have the religious ceremony and not bother them. Just go on. Meanwhile, I'm nervously crying. <laughs> <laughs> lie to you i'm a little i'm a little curious but not enough so that the idea of stepping into that tower and leaving these these creatures here at our backs at the only exit uh has me has me given pause <clears throat> well let's put it to a vote one vote for burn them all burn them all burn them all <laughs> i'm i am too frantic and disengaged and trying to run away then <laughs> now, just to make sure you're aware, the the fear only lasted for one minute, so you don't feel compelled to run away. But there there is still that you know point of madness where you you do feel affected by what you've been through. Yeah, I'm trying to to make sure it's somewhat role played. Sorry. Gotcha. All right. Yeah. No. Just wanted to make sure you you knew. That's great. Yeah, that's why, like, Roger at first was just horrified. Now he's like, yeah, just just, just set it on fire. That, that's the best way to get over fear is just burn everything you're afraid of. <laughs> Do we have the sense they're evil? Uh, I think, uh, yes, I, I think they're evil, but uh, don't trust me. Um, you you all peek inside the tower, and you're you've already seen this from your vision of the bridesmaids working on the dress of this monstrous fiend before you. But uh, you, uh, where is my picture here? You see a creature that looks like this. I think you describing <laughs> it as a fiend kind of um, says yes, evil to me. And um, she's also massively tall. So, yeah, looks pretty creepy. Okay. Um let's just let's 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 think about this though. There's there's a lot of things in there. Uh Roger, um are you sure you can take them all out especially her? <laughs> take she... them out? No, but I can get most of the one on the northern and eastern side. In a fireball, I think, depending on how verticality works and mm -hmm. and how I can balance things. Okay. Um, 
I think I, especially with how tall she is, you know, I don't have to sh- shoot it at ground level. That's um, that's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I can get most of the stuff on the northern and eastern side of the fireball. Now, whether or not that will kill them depends entirely on uh, on on how tough a, a bridesmaid is, and based on the last wedding I went to and the amount of alcohol poisoning they suffered and lived, I am not sure. I right. would actually kill them? Yeah, just... Uh, and then the last thing we want, we already have the drow hunting us. Oh, I, I don't know if you were aware. I mean, there's, there's drow out there, you know, <laughs> these things happen. Anyways, um, uh, but, you know, someone hunting us plus an angry bride, you know, just... It's a little... It's a little much. But look at how demonic she is. She's she's just asking for a fireball. I'm sure that that might be your judgment, but um, I'm just looking around at this, you know, giant mushroom tower and all the creatures in there and thinking about how powerful a creature would have to be to be able to do all this and thinking about how angry that creature would (laughs) be if we ruined her wedding day. Uh, also, I don't have a lot of uh, good spells left, so uh, I may not be much of help. So you're arguing for run away from Bridesell? Uh, yes. <laughs> Do we want to go back and report? And Roger just holds his head up and does that circular motion. This to our our friendly elder mushroom guy? Yeah, I mean, Roger, if you'd like, you know, while we're here, if you want to sketch it out for, you know, whoever the the responsible person that we'll hand this off to to deal with all this, you know. Roger reaches into his pockets, pulls out some paper and some crayons, and sketches out the best drawing he can, which amounts to several stick figures look like they've been drawn by a drunk marine who's <laughs> eaten all of the yellow crayons. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I, I think we've checked things out. Vigorn is nervously looking around like he is just, he is out. He's already grabbed his uh, cannon uh, under his arm, and he's ready to bolt any moment now. All right, I think um, maybe Fenner. What what do you want to do here? Fenner, Fenner would not argue with the party over this. He feels uncomfortable going in there anyway, but he would be the last one to leave and linger and watch the back trail. Okay. <laughs> I I don't well, know if that we both are that person. Do we just never leave? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you you reenact the basic training shoot move communicate set fire reloading moving set fire reloading moving and if all else fails victoria will drag the both of you back (laughs) while (laughs) while saying for all we know no other scouts have been able to get any information out so it's vital that we get this out to whoever you know needs to deal with that all right so it sounds uh, sounds like you all are planning on leaving the scene. Is is there anything else you want to do as you uh, be- before you head out? Mm, no, okay. uh, Vigorn's fine. But uh, anyone else wants to do anything, they can do something. Just Finner's good. <laughs> One more look Roger over the shoulder. His grand drawing to his chest. <laughs> Just 
Victoria's just looking over her shoulder and shuddering. Very good. And you watch the the mad dance and celebration continue on behind you uh, as you walk away. Uh, And as you're heading back to Sovereign Basidia, who sent you on this uh, journey, um, Stool, the little fungus NPC who's been traveling with you, says, um, Oh, wow, that, that was really close. Um... We just got away from the Demon Queen of Fungi. Um, I tried to read the messages that her bridesmaids were sharing, and it was quite horrifying. From what I've heard, uh, Zuckmoy, she is a ruler of a layer of the Abyss. She can change her appearance. Sometimes she looks like a kind old woman or a, a beautiful creature. Yeah, she looked like none of those. No, no, I don't think she changed her appearance at this point. Finner would go over and squat down so he could get eye to mushroom level <laughs> with Stool and say, Stool, we've been traveling together for weeks now. In the future, if you see something dangerous, raise a, well, you don't have a hand, raise a stem and give us a little warning how, don't you? It was just so subtle, but okay. Um, I heard them mention another creature, Aramaikos, who was to be wed to Zuckdemoy. This, uh, Aramaikos is, from what I've heard, the largest fungal life form in all of the world. A vast fungus colony with a single hive mind. If Zuckdemoy and Aramaikos were joined, Zuckdemoy could have nearly unlimited power. But... It's very frightening. We should take this back to Basidia. Uh, old money empires uh, joining forces. <laughs> and uh, rather than meeting Basidia back in the central basin on the island, you all meet uh, in the southern terraces where you originally ran into Rasharu and Lubamub, the circle leaders of the circle of um, explorers who runs this area, and then also the Circle of Hunters, uh, whom you met when you first entered Neverlight Grove. And you can see all of these um, myconids are here and gathered. And Sovereign Basidia approaches you. I I take it from the look on your faces, you do not have good news. What did you all find? Well, uh, we witnessed a fantastic wedding. Um, a lot of really happy people. Um, that's the celebration. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, well, that that sounds uh, all right. What happened? You you are aware that the wedding is between the demon queen of the fungus <laughs> and, and what was the Aramikos other thing? Away. Um, Aramikos, the largest fungal life form in the world. Oh, yeah, oh, that's not it. Yeah, Roger just trailed off because, I mean, Roger wouldn't remember that. He he focused on Demon Queen of whatever. <laughs> There's a Suck Boy I'm putting into the chat and Aramikos, the largest fungal life form. Can we? Well, that. Oh, go ahead. Can we make like a history or nature or some kind of check to try to like think more about? If we've heard anything about these two, yeah, sure. I, uh, let's see. Uh, nope. Let's see. Um. <laughs> no, 
Not really. I thought I had the feature that, uh, let me see if I can find the feature. I had something that I, that I was familiar with the Underdark. So, but I don't have it on my sheet anymore. Find it. Oh, Underdark experience. You're no casual visitor to the Underdark instead of a considerable time le- uh, there learning its ways. You're familiar with various races, civilizations, settlements of the Underdark, as well as its major routes of travel. If you fall, if you fail on an intelligence check, recall some piece of information of the Underdark lore. You know a source you can consult for the answer. Unless the DM rules that the lore is unknown. Uh, okay. You want me to make an intelligence check to see if uh, I know anything else? or if Sure, yeah. Okay. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, it just says uh, if you fail an intelligence check. So uh, I guess it'd be history investigation. That's a plus seven no matter. So. Mm. An 11. Yeah. You all aren't super familiar with Neverlight Grove in particular and some of these very... Um, mysterious creatures, but there there is some familiarity, and you consult Sovereign Basidia uh, for for some assistance here with your feet to give you a little more information. Um, not a lot of not a lot of knowledge is known, but you have heard some things. Um, apparently, Zuckmoy kind of gets around. She's had a lot of relationships. And so, <laughs> um, wanting to marry a giant swath of fungus is not necessarily the strangest thing in the world. Um, she's also known for having uh, these giant mushroom palaces, miles tall sometimes, with numerous chambers and corridors, a labyrinth of uh, rooms within these mushrooms. And it's it's rumored that even Zuckmoy herself doesn't know the full extent of her palaces. Uh, but she is definitely a creature of evil and not one you would want to associate with. Uh, uh, is uh, is she polygamous or is is this like she divorced and then she's remarrying sort of thing? Uh, more, more so on and off different flings. Yeah, not not simultaneously necessarily. Okay. Egon, is this a is this a strategic question or just a personal? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, I just like getting uh, uh, getting information. You know, I I, I gather all all kinds of information. I mean, she's at all right. Times. She's right back there. You can go back to her wedding and ask. Oh no, no, thank you. <laughs> she had long legs that went all the way up. <laughs> Real looker. Like three stories. And uh, Rosharu, I think it was. Uh, let me check here. It was, yes, Rosharu. Um, <clears throat> he says to you all, All right, we've been waiting for this moment. I told you all I had our underground shelter prepared. I've got canned goods, I've got everything we need. Now is the time to get out of here. Neverlight Grove is no longer safe for us. Uh, Sovereign Basidia, I suggest we leave right away. And uh, the Myconids begin to um, network with one another and meld and, and send their sports to one another to um, let each other know that they're leaving. And Sovereign Basidia expresses, expresses to you all that um, the only circles that are loyal 
to Basidia at this time are the circle of hunters and explorers. So while the rest of the Myconids are completely um, taken by Zuckmoy and her influence over the Myconids, uh, these two circles will flee. And if you are interested, um, they can point you in the direction of a potential exit from the Underdark, Blingdenstone. And the uh, Topsy and Turvy, two of the deep gnomes that are traveling with you, uh, is familiar with that location as that is where they are from. So if you all are interested in continuing to escape the Underdark, that is the direction that you would want to go. Uh, but before you go, Basidia wants to thank you for all that you've done. And they hand over to you a gorgeous carved box made of fine wood inlaid with silver. Uh, the box alone itself is worth 25 silver. Um, but within it, or excuse me, um, 25 gold. And within it, it contains three amethysts that are 100 gold pieces each. Um, it also contains four small diamonds that are 50 gold pieces each and one large diamond worth 500 gold pieces. And Basidia also, um, I, I don't think I gave this to you all earlier, produces a moldy scroll case from within the box <laughs> and you've, uh, are presented with a scroll of protection, against fiends. Uh, fortunately, you did not have to use it against uh, the giant uh, Zuckmoy. Right, what was uh, that last gem that was worth 500? It was a, a large diamond worth 500. My dear Basidia, thank you so much. That was awfully generous. You have been a kind host and that we were... <laughs> honored to be able to help in whatever small way we can we could I I only wish you could have stayed longer under more pleasant circumstances all right uh, and as you head out of the luminescent fungal filled cavern of neverlight grove you head back into the tunnels of the underdark and continue on your journey to escape the abyss. And that is it for Chapter 5. Congrats, everyone. You all uh, earned a level. And I will take the different rewards that you guys um, got from this chapter and we'll put it into Discord uh, so you all know what has been duplicated and all that good stuff. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you, everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I guess I'm up next. Yes, that's right. Are we doing travel this time, or are we doing uh, just straight into Chapter 6? There is always travel in between the chapters uh, as as you move about the Underdark. So yeah, like like I said before, probably could I could have just done like one battle and one sort of exploration thing, and that would have been plenty. It doesn't need to be a lot, but it's totally up to the the GM how they want to do it. Well, I appreciate that you drug it out a little bit because that helped me kind of settle into the party. Yeah, that's true. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for sticking around a little extra long um, so we can wrap up the chapter. So I appreciate that. That was a spooky ending to the chapter. Yeah, Yeah, that was a creepy (laughs) chapter. (laughs) For running late tonight. Great. (laughs) All right. Thanks. uh, Thanks for DMing. All right. Thank you. Absolutely. That was good times. 
right, I will see you all again on the internet. Thank you. Yeah. All right. All right. Night. Thank you for joining us tonight. We hope you enjoyed the game. The intro and outro music is titled Battle and was created by Symbol Bird and is licensed under the Creative Commons license. You can find this music at soundcloud.com slash symbolbird slash battle. The music was edited by me. See you all next week. Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, Bike Plus, or Tread. Choose from a variety of accessories, like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.